T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Danny Meringue. I found two empty bottles of a particularly decent Chateau de War Bordeaux 57 in your rubbish. Dusty Hera. You went through my garbage? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. I find it particularly offensive that you use them to wash down an order from something called Macho Taco. And Portland's sports leader, 1080. I would never drink a Bordeaux with a Macho Taco. The fan. It was a burrito machissimo. Hour number three here on the Monday on Danny and Dusty. It was a uh, it was it was a football weekend, ladies and gentlemen, and it footballed very hard. But Hells it, yeah! But it footballed really hard off the field, and obviously, it's the, the impact is felt here locally and within the communities because of the state that the the Pac-12 conference is in or or not in anymore. That it, it, we we have we have seen we didn't even talk about this yet. We have seen the last of Pac-12 football. Yeah, and it's, that was I it's over. The, Pac-12 network, it was really interesting to kind of see the, I don't know, lack of a better term, the obituaries that yeah. they put out about the conference and being like, well, I mean, you guys kind of are the reason why mm-hmm. <laughs> the conference is dissolving, right? Like, mm-hmm. the overhead of the network, the mismanagement of funds, the the idea of the Pac-12 network being owned and operated by the conference mm-hmm. it was a big reason why the conference failed. It was a gamble that they took, and it didn't work. But On any level. the fact of the matter is that it is sad that this conference is going away. Yeah. It, it, it truly is, and we saw the end of it happen. I thought what was really interesting is that uh, there were some Notre Dame fans. I, I know there's like a Notre Dame reporter that was out there saying the weird thing about the the final one of the final games on the Pac-12 network was Stanford Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and he said Pac-12 network was treating Notre Dame better than NBC had all year. Mm. <laughs> you know, they actually put on a really good broadcast, yeah. and the Pac-12 network deserves a lot of credit for that. Sure. But um, it is sad to see the conference go away, and this was the final season of the Pac-12. Yeah. and you're gonna get we're gonna get one more game on Friday between Oregon and Washington. Yep, which uh, will conclude the the era of the Pac-12. Uh, but before that happened, uh, Jonathan Smith has left Oregon State University for Michigan State, leaving the Beaver, <clears throat> the Beavers for Sparty, and has left Oregon State in a position of, like, I, I don't want it to be like, this is not a dancing on Oregon State's grave. That's not what yeah. either of us want this to be. But this is, again, going to be an obituary of, of sorts because 
I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell that that program isn't essentially getting relegated to the Mountain West and the, with the with respect to the programs there, the also rands of college football. The purpose pitch that Jonathan Smith put out there the other day was, "Hey, my agent's job is to get attractive offers," and it was, "Can you guys get enough money? Can you can you get enough money to make this thing viable?" Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They obviously didn't. Yes. And I think his mind was already made up on that because of you know the writing all being on the wall. But if you could if you could show a financial plan. That says that, yes, we will make sure that you are there, that your assistants are there, that there will be money available for the transfer portal mm-hmm. to not only keep players, but to go get players to make a functional program last for at least two more years. So this is the question now is like, where are the Beavers at and where do they go from here? That My my entire thinking of Jonathan Smith was because of the what the program meant to him and how much it meant to him. That he would uh, he would stick through these next two years or at least one more year to make sure he didn't leave the team hanging. And uh, he said early uh, he said earlier today in the his inter- interview with the Big Ten Network that he didn't want to abandon Oregon State. He did. He did. Full stop. Anytime a coach leaves anywhere, the coach abandons mm-hmm. that program, and that's exactly what he did. And he said he wanted to play at the highest level and uh, play at the highest levels. That's the Big Ten. That's exactly why teams left the Pac-12, right? Because they saw the writing on the wall for a conference, and now Jonathan Smith saw the writing on the wall for a program. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's what sucks, because where does Oregon State go from here? Your budget is different. Your pool of candidates for who you get as a head coach are far different. Mm-hmm. And with the transfer portal opening a week from today, this roster is going to be way different. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a job that is very hard to win at. Mm-hmm. We can call it what it is. Your facilities are better than what anybody in in the Mountain West will have, yep. um, including UNLV, which has great facilities, exceptional facilities. Yes. Like they have got. Faci- I spent a ton of time facilities. down there. It's a wonderful, wonderful setup. And their new their new stadium when they played Allegiant Stadium, mm-hmm. they have a new brand new practice facility, and they have a brand new football facility. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. But Oregon State's are all better. Mm-hmm. They they are. They will have the best facilities of their competition um, for the short term. And look, this doesn't mean that Oregon State is done trying to f- scratch and claw their way into the Big 12 or the ACC or, hell, if Michigan gets so pissed off, they leave the <laughs> Big 10. Big 10, yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to happen now because no. they just went out there and raffle stomp the Buckeyes. So. Yes, they did. But th- what, they're, what this means, though, is that that climb is exponentially tougher for them um, because you have a coach who's – Who's saying the writing is on the wall yeah. with him leaving and in his comments in the wake of him leaving? So where do you go right now? You have uh, Kinsey Heinsohn, who's the receivers coach. He's going to be the interim, interim head coach, and it kind of se- it seems as if OSU is zeroing in on Trent Bray, who is a guy who is a beef, who is your defensive coordinator, who's done a hell of a job, is exited knows one of the best, um, and gets his guys in a position. This is where it gets really hard, though. If you do go in, because you're not going to pull from the outside because of the uncertainty of the program. Who who's going to want to step into that right now? If the guy who is an alum, who came back and rebuilt the program, is saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh," hmm. who's going to come in and step into that? Because it is more uncertainty yeah. than even a Mountain West or a, you know a Conference USA or an American Athletic Conference team because you don't have a home. No, and that's, you don't that's have a home. Is- the, the, the scheduling, the lack of conference home. Like, 
I, I don't want to paint this as poorly as it's going to sound, but it, it, it it's just the reality. If one of your own who didn't want to leave yeah. is saying, I had to go, you're in a very, 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 very bad spot. And I think what rubs people the wrong way the most is not that Jonathan Smith left. It's how and when he left, right? And there's no good timing for it. There, there really there, there never is for a coach to leave. There, you know, it's not starting those conversations a, a month ago. You know, mm-hmm. and then being in the Pac-12 title race when everything comes to a head. Yeah, in the final two weeks, having the like if they would have beat Washington last week and had that opportunity, winner goes out of the yeah. Civil War, right? And you're sitting there going, "Woo, Nelly, mm-hmm. look at this!" Or they would have had to ask for a lot of help from Arizona State because. Arizona, um, absolutely demolished them. Yes. But there was still that opportunity and so much to play for. And I think that hurts, and it definitely hurts the players when you see the players' reaction on social media, right? They're not happy with it, and they were in the dark as much as everybody else. But, like this texture says, I would have understood if he tried to hold it together for a year and left. But leaving now and knowing what he was doing to OSU as an alum is awful and wrong. I mean, it, it, it's awful for the Oregon State program. Yeah, but I don't know if it's wrong. And it's, not wrong. it's like It's not wrong because it's about him. Genuinely put yourself in this position. I'm not talking about, like, facetiously, oh, I would have. No, you wouldn't have. No, you would not have. None of you would have stayed. Because none of you would have been looking at it thinking, you know what? I want to put my career in jeopardy. Yeah. Because I know I know that. Because none of you have done that. You're not going to go out of your way to put your family, your career, everything. There was like, well, he could have had other opportunities down the road. Oh, you mean like all of the other, like, perfect example. Jonathan Smith's hiring can- the, 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 the candidate list. That candidate list was Jonathan Smith. The and rest were agent favors. He Pat Narduzzi, been- who is the former defense coordinator, was a head coach at yeah. Pitt, assistant coaches, yeah. You would have been the agent favor guy that, yeah. oh, three years down the road, oh, when, when the, a coach hiring doesn't work out, they should have gone with Jonathan Smith. That's what he was going to relegate himself to by sticking around at Oregon State. Yeah, it was like Pat Narduzzi, Jason Candle, who's the coach at Toledo, who's done a really good job sure. there. Um, but, and you're right on that. You are, you're you right on that. I, I was surprised that it was Michigan State that, mm-hmm. that pulled him away. Um, I understand he wanted to go to the Big Ten. I understand they're throwing a butt-ton of money at him. Yeah. And they are. Yeah, getting a, million, getting a million more a year is real money. But I was sitting there going, okay, you, you know, it's not a lateral move in my mind because it is a step up. Sure. O- almost in every sense, right? The commitment to athletics for Michigan State. That the, part is real because the donors, I mean, they literally have a basketball court named after Matt Ishbia. Yeah. They have a history and tradition that is greater mm-hmm. in football than Oregon State's is, um, both historically and recently. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that, but I did not anticipate him taking a second-tier job because he has proven himself to be a top-tier coach. He truly has because he took over an Oregon State team that was empty talent-wise. It was, it was in the worst spot it's been in a long time. Gary Anderson ran that program directly into the ground. He built it up with high school recruits that he developed – and savvy moves through the transfer portal. He did a phenomenal job at that. I understand why he wouldn't go to, say, a Texas A&M because we saw that S show play out when they apparently were in negotiations with Mark Stoop at Kentucky. 
And then they made the announcement that it was going to be Stoops. <laughs> and then their fan base and their boosters revolted. And this is the this is the this is why I do not believe that Texas A&M is this elite coaching job. Everything that they've been saying, oh, all you need is the right coach. How many coaches are you going to go through before we stop saying maybe it's the program's fault? Mm. Maybe it's you have too many cooks in the kitchen. Maybe the maybe boosters you have, are problematic. Maybe your 17 boosters that are billionaires mm. all are big swinging you-know-whats, mm-hmm. and they feel like they need to control that conversation, and they do. Mm-hmm. And everybody just buckles to them, right? Maybe maybe that is a big issue there. Weird. Maybe you're not even the biggest brand in your own state even. Right. And they don't understand that or know that. At least at Michigan State, they know they're not Michigan. They know they're not Ohio State. Hell, they know they're not Penn State. Okay. Despite what some delusional fans that'll get into arguments with dirt on Twitter will tell you, (laughs) a majority of them feel that they understand where their pecking order is. I thought that he would go to a program that was in better footing. I, I sure I, I I truly felt like that would be like if he would have taken the Indiana job. Now that's like you're going, what the hell? Is yeah, that? right. This one is is understandable on a few different levels, but it's still like you would think a step above Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a good. It's a yeah. really good program. But also, it's, you and I both respect Jonathan Smith and think he's one of the better coaches in the country. I think he's better than that. I think he's better than that job. Yeah, I, I do. I do. Michigan State is a good job. And, hey, they should be thrilled that they're getting Jonathan Smith. I have my questions as to whether Jonathan Smith can truly recruit the the high-caliber recruits, right? Particularly in the Midwest. Going after five-star kids is not his strength. No. He is a diamond-in-the-rough guy. And he's really good at that. But that's what Mark D'Antonio was, and Mm -hmm. he did a really good job with that program. But if their expectations are to compete with Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State every year, or Oregon and Washington and USC now every year... Yeah. I don't think that's a... A realistic a thing, but I with feel the best like coach. I feel like they are feeling that now. Yeah, we'll see because they have to up the ante because they're getting steamrolled by those three schools. They're getting absolutely demolished by Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. And now you're bringing in. I think it was 129 to three was the combined score against those three teams this year. And now you're bringing in Oregon, Washington, USC, and it's going to be an even further climb uphill. Mm-hmm. He would. It does. It is nice for them because they have. Now, a guy who understands how to recruit the West Coast. Sure. And they will recruit the West Coast a little mm-hmm. bit better. But all of Jonathan Smith's history is out West. But you're also probably going to bring in a functional quarterback for the first time in that program's history. Kirk Cousins. Uh, David Drew Stanton, Kirk Cousins. Come on, man. Just saying. God, that's rude. Quick side note. Watching yeah. Big Ten football the last couple of weeks. Yeah. They don't. The, the quarterback play in that conference is atrocious. Remember, Nick Foles was there. That, the quarterback point. play in that conference is atrocious. <laughs> It's going to be really interesting yeah. to watch the Pac-12 teams that are going there and how Well, they're all looking for new quarterbacks, too. I, that's, the, that's the thing. They're all coming in with new quarterbacks, and yeah. I wonder how much better they will look, or not, in the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, it, but here's the thing, is that the stylistically, Jonathan Smith in the Big Ten, it, that makes A all the sense in the sense. world, man. It makes all the sense yeah. in the world. But if Jonathan Smith wants an opportunity to play for a national title... It's not there. It's not. Uh, it's going to be very hard there, but it's a better shot than he has at Oregon State, and that's that's the purpose yeah. that behind the move, and that's what he's telling all of us. And there's there's, there's real money there. There is, and I'm not, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about real money to work with. Yeah, and that's that's a major difference. It is. Yeah, 
All right, yep. coming up next, we've got some news and notes, uh, just some stupid stuff that came up around uh, both the NFL and college football I want to get to. And then at 2.30, we'll dive into the Portland Trailblazers taking on the Milwaukee Bucks in the first time against Damian Lillard. Coming up on Danny Dusty, Danny Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Obviously, it's a, uh, a heavy, heavy heart week for Beavers fans. Yeah. And uh, a lot of you are venting on the Vancouver Vortex line. And yeah, that's what it's there for. Yeah. It, it, it's just the reality of it as you go through it. Uh, a lot of questions about will Jonathan Smith take his players with him? Uh, there's uh, a line here is somebody asking, well, there's a right or saying that there's a right way and a wrong way to go about this. And Willie Fritz at Tulane is doing it the right way. Well, it's, it's a pretty staggering difference between Willie Fritz, who's 63 years old uh, and at the back end of his coaching yeah. career. And Jonathan Smith, who's in his mid 40s and like heading into the prime. Yeah. This is where you start taking those steps up. And really, Willie Fritz is the guy who was passed over for a lot of other jobs. And he's done a great job at Tulane. And I love Willie Fritz. He's, he's phenomenal. But yeah, you can't. <laughs> there is no right way to do it. There really isn't no. because of the way that the calendar is set. Because Jonathan Smith had to cross his T's and dot his I's when he did because of what next week means. Next week is when the portal opens up and he can't wait to get to start finalizing these things this week because this week you get in, you evaluate your roster, you start meeting the guys, you have those hard conversations with some of them. You start knowing which guys you want to move forward with and not. And you take that inventory of what your program is. Like mm-hmm. if you want to be upset at the timing of it, be upset at the NCAA calendar. Yes. Because the portal opening on December 4th is the reason why you do this now. That's a week from today is when the portal opens. Mm-hmm. That's not Jonathan Smith's fault. No. Okay. Now, if you're a Beaver fan saying, I don't like that you flirted with another job, go ahead. That's you. You have all the right in the world to be upset about that because there's a hell of a lot to play for. Mm-hmm. And the eye was not on the prize there. It was keeping your eye open for what else is out there. Yes. 
And again, this kind of goes back to at Oregon State, you have to be prepared for every scenario. Mm-hmm. And in conference realignment, um, we saw that a lot of the conference was not. But Oregon State and Washington State were on the outside looking in at the end of conference realignment. And that is the truth. And they pl- they pled ignorance, which, again, as I've maintained throughout this entire process, you were not suited for that position of and leadership just as pleading he, ignorance. Just as John Jonathan Smith was making sure he was looking forward to the future, when Michigan State comes and contacts you and tells you that, and you know that Jonathan Smith is talking with Michigan State, at that point, you start you making need, phone calls. You need to have your candidates ready. Yes. And on the ready. And look, I don't know what is going on internally there, but there should be no surprise at what's happening because no. you've known for a month. And as to, you know, this text that asks, will Jonathan Smith take his players with him? Uh, there will be some that he does try to. Um, absolutely. There's guys that are going to be attached to Jonathan Smith who want to go there and play. But I don't think he's it's going to be like a a full sale chain. This isn't this isn't Lincoln Riley taking because there's a lot of guys that are pissed off at him. Yes. They're really mad that he's doing it. There's two perfect examples, though, of a coach leaving another program. Lincoln Riley took Mm -hmm. the cream of the crop from Oklahoma with him. Yep. He said, Nope, they're coming with me. They're coming with me. So they're when you talk about right way and wrong way, there's different ways to go about this. Yeah. Yeah. So it is uh it's it's tough to be in this situation. Uh, and look, as this texture or somebody in the the YouTube chat said, you know, Michigan State was in a playoff in 2015. Yeah, in that year, remember they beat Ohio State on a game-winning field goal. That was the one where uh, they blocked the pun against Michigan. You remember that? They they blocked the pun against Michigan. The dude broke his hip. Mm-hmm. Um. Going after after that blocked punt, that was that was a wild year, and it was, I mean, the whole everything about it was just kind of a quirky season. But Michigan State, they've played in the playoff, man. They've gotten there. Now, did they get their butts kicked? Yes. Yeah, they, they got did. Throttled. Yeah, I think it was thirty. I, I believe it was thirty-eight to nothing. I think you're right. Wasn't that wasn't that that the, the 2015? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Was it Alabama that they played? I'm going to look that up really quick. Uh, yeah, it was Alabama. They lost 38 to nothing. Their only loss that year was against Nebraska. Um, they lost 38-39 at Nebraska. Other than that, they beat Ohio State. They beat Wait, Penn State. They who was beat the coach Michigan. of Nebraska that year? Uh, I believe that was one Mike Riley. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, they've been there. They've been there. I And I get it. Like, there's... There is so many people that are just upset. Yeah. And I, I understand it. But take a step back. Think about... Of, of all the people that deserve blame in this entire process, Jonathan Smith is very far down the list. I'd be pissed. I don't know. I get it. I'd be pissed. I get being angry, but like... It hurts. It, yes. That part of it. But as far as like the, the process and where you are... It's not. It's, he's not the guy. I think this is going to be the only time that you sit there and you're rooting for Oregon on October third. Is it? I think it's October third. <laughs> the very first Big Ten game for the Oregon Ducks is, is against, against Michigan, Michigan State. State and Jonathan Smith. Mm. And on that one, I think that might be the only time that Beaver fans are rooting for Oregon to beat somebody. 
And you should. It's an interesting spot. That's okay. Sure. That's okay. I the the emotions of all these things are what make sports great. Um I can't believe Jonathan Smith left for Michigan State. I did not yeah, think that was going to be I'm the surprised job. by that for sure. Um but we'll see where it Oof. goes from here now. Yeah. And now like everybody's saying how do we hold on to Damian Martinez? How do we hold on to Aiden Childs? That's going to be really Hope hard. And pray. Well, especially because if you're Aiden Childs, you're looking around, you can look up and down this West Coast here and you can find three schools that are going to be on the market for a quarterback mm-hmm. next year that are going to be playing in the Big Ten, and you have familiarity with their programs. You have familiarity. Oregon's looking for a quarterback in the portal. Washington will look for a quarterback in the portal. USC is going to look for a quarterback in the portal. Eh. USC is going to look for a quarterback in the portal. I don't think they are. I, yeah, they're going to go, and they're going to try to find their guy. They got Malachi Nelson, who's been third string for them mm-hmm. this year. And, you know, Lincoln, when Lincoln Riley had Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams won third string. Sure, you're second. Yep, Dispenser Rattler, and then it would, when he said, "I got this guy," he didn't sit there and have him behind anybody else, and that that is like we'll Lincoln see. Riley plays favorites like no oh, other. Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, but yeah. we'll see about that one. Um, what we did see this weekend is Damian Lillard taking on his former team for the very first time. The Milwaukee Bucks uh, have the Portland Trailblazers visiting yesterday afternoon. Uh, how weird was that? We'll get to that and more coming up. But first, here's the big Hunter Sports Center update. You ever had a big kahuna burger? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. It wasn't the full weirdness because Damian Lillard is not back in Portland yet. That's when it's going to get awkward. Ah, yeah. But seeing the pregame festivities on uh, on NBA League Pass, uh, watching Dame go over and hug Ant before the game in a Bucks jersey. Like I, I've watched every Bucks game. Yeah, I've watched every single Bucks game because I I love watching that team. And you're a cat pervert. I am a cat pervert. You love NBA pre Christmas. I do, uh, but I really want to see like how they're gonna figure out the whole Dame Giannis thing. And they're still figuring stuff out over there, and they're still very, very good. Oh, they're gonna fire Griffin before Christmas. I was just gonna say they're gonna it fire him. Before feels Christmas. like their coach, the way he just handles himself on the bench, and he just kind of they did a couple of like shots to him just sitting on the bench, mm-hmm. and he just looks like a guy that dead man doesn't walking. have a lot of say in no. what's happening there. No, it's dead man walking. It's David Blatt two point And they they're doing this like without Chris Middleton too, and looking and still going through some stuff. Yeah, and they're doing it without Crowder too. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like they're gonna they're, be okay. The the whole idea of like not putting Dame and Giannis in pick and rolls was ridiculous. Running Brooke Lopez above the free throw line defensively, just like stuff you're just like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Instead of matching your scheme to the personnel, he's trying to match his personnel match his scheme. It's eh, maybe go ahead and take the two first ballot Hall of Famers and hell, Brooke Lopez might make the Hall of Fame too. Um, and maybe just do what they do. Uh, <laughs> The team pretty much coaches hey, itself. You know what? So, be better. Yeah. You know, and, just be good, guys. Well, I'll tell you this. Their offense, I think, is now number six in the league because they did ramp up the Dame Giannis pick and yeah. roll volume significantly. Uh, going into that game, the Dame Giannis pairing was 35th in the league. So it had gone from like 50th to 35th, while Dame and Lopez, I believe, was 15th. So they're getting there. But yeah. Uh, you saw that they opened up the game uh, with a Dame Giannis pick and roll. Yeah. And they got. 
three really good looks and they took the best look, which was a wide open Brooke Lopez three that didn't go in, but you could see immediately. Like, oh no. I think everybody's just happy that Dame didn't go for 50 against him. Right. And it was like the other encouraging part was he's going to save that for when he comes back here. Yeah, no, it was just a, uh, it was a soft 31. Yep. It was a soft 31, but uh, you had Scoot come out with a hard 11, though. He came out four for four from four the field. Four for four, three for three from three, including yeah. his first off-the-dribble three as a pro that has gone in was against Damian Lillard, hand down, man down in the corner, which had to feel good for him. <laughs> and as everybody who's seen Dame play defense, like it wasn't surprising oh, no, for any of oh, us no, here. no, Dame baited him. He, he <laughs> full-on said, have this shot. I dare you. He got you. it. And he, uh, and he confidently took it in the goggles. Yeah, the one for six afterwards was like, a, no. okay, and it, this is the rookie again. But it was good to see him kind of come out, and he's he looks a lot more comfortable. Um, he actually looks more comfortable not starting. Oh, no. Look, they're using the minutes restriction coming off the injury yeah. and the goggles. By the way, we haven't talked about the goggles. The goggles. Scoot has contacts now. I'm in for guys wearing goggles. He did not need uh, massive correction. With his eyesight, it was a minor correction. They suggested contacts, and he was like, sure, I'll do it. He had never worn them before. They felt awkward, and so to keep him from messing with his eyes and to protect his eyes, he's going with the goggles. He might keep the goggles around permanently. I asked him about it, and he goes, I'm thinking about I, I might do it. So this That might makes be a, me like him even more. Oh, no. Now it, I want him it is to be that look. much better. It is a look, it's man. A vibe, he, oh, he is like I showed him the picture of Buck Williams and I go, "You know you're not the first goggles guy mm-hmm. in Portland like." Yeah. And I go, "This is like legendary stuff." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, those are a little too big for me." But then he, he, Buck and Harvey. Well, he also countered with but I make everything look good. So, oh, oh he's you know, he's got some some fashion swag. He you know, he just needs to talk to Jeremy Grant, yes, about how Grant's pull off goggles. Pull off goggles, yes, yeah. And I think Harvey and Horace, Jer- both of goggles. Jeremy guys. wore the mask. Yeah, uh, Dad, so we, he's he's done that. Just give me goggles, guy. Yeah. I'm in on goggles, guy. Uh, this Blazers team, they knew the assignment, though. Go out, get a big lead, prove to all of us that you can do it against good teams, yeah. and then uh, lose 108 to 102. Sure, there's the, the Blazers got up 26, and people are very mad that they didn't execute down the stretch. Well, here's the thing, guys. For everybody mad at Chauncey Bellows, Chauncey Bellows didn't shoot 28%. <laughs> In the, ha- in the in the in the second half, but like, the, who just, are you going to blame then, Danny? The, who are we going to da- who are we going to blame? The players. That's who I'm oh. always that's who I'm always going to blame. And this is like, was like, oh, you just like Chauncey? No, this is the, literally the exact same thing I said with Terry Stotts and every other coach that's ever existed in the NBA. They're Get like, open shot, make open shot. That's the thing is, I went through and watched all their shots in the fourth quarter uh, up until the final minute. They took 15 shots. Of yeah. those 15 shots, I would rate 11 of 11 of them as good shots. Shots yep. that they would like in the flow of the offense. Yep. Four of them, I would say, of those four remaining, two were bad shots. Like, yeah, why are you taking that there? And two of them were end-of-shot clock grenades where you just had to get something up. But that becomes as a product of you don't have enough shot creators. No. You have one guy who can effectively dribble past shoot. That's Malcolm Brogdon. Scoot Henderson can do a little bit of creation. Yeah. But beyond that... Ant comes back, things look a little bit different. Your three best scores went 7 of 18, 7 of 23, 7 of 19. Mm-hmm. And that was after shooting incredibly well in the first half. In the second half... That's what good teams do. Brogdon's 3 of 13, Grant's 3 of 10, Sharp's 3 of 7, Scoot's 1 of 6. There it is. And so, that's the Portland Trailblazers, 2023-2024. Yeah. And they will take on the Indiana Pacers tonight, and each team will score 150 points. And it'll be a lot of fun. Tyrese Halliburton. Tune into that one. It'll be fun. I promise you. All right. After this, we will come back and wrap up today's show 
there's plenty of weirdness to go on, and uh, we'll get to some of that, and then hand you it off to uh, Isaac and Soup, Danny and Dusty, Tennessee fan. You take them all the man. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. I'm not going to let us get out of the show without mentioning this thing. I've tried to work it in like three or four different times because it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh. Iowa, Nebraska had the lowest total ever in public gambling history. That's how they do it. Of 25 and a half total points. They didn't get the over. No. (laughs) 23 total points. Why would you think they would? Death taxes and Iowa unders. Holy crap. Yeah. But you know what else they got? Hmm. A win. Hey. They, like, they get, isn't that Big Ten East title, baby? That's all that matters. <laughs> they are 10 and 2 this year. They are going to be playing Michigan for the conference championship game this weekend. Does Michigan just like go 24 nothing and like just, just run the ball every play and just they, call it good? They have only scored 131 points this season. Goodness. How many points have they given up? 109. Their defense is really good. Their defense is really good. But they be- like, they better be. Hit, uh-huh. If you want like a nice little, you know, okay, Oregon State, you got this going for you. Michigan State, their offense is actually worse. They're actually worse. Michigan State only scored 108 points this year, and they were four and eight. Iowa went ten and friggin' two. I don't like they just played field position defense punt and I love everything about like Kirk Ferentz and the nepotism of having his kid as the offensive coordinator because good luck to the offensive coordinator that goes in there and they're like you know what this will be different we're gonna get a guy who wants to score no it's not really even your offensive coordinator's fault wholly he's a big reason to blame old dad head coach this is how he wants the games to be played Mm -hmm. He wants it to be played like this he because ugly it up. he can win those games. His only losses this year are to Penn State where they didn't score a lick and the defense gave up 31 and 12-10 loss to Minnesota. And those are the losses that you're like, dude, how could we... we Fleck bucks, baby. That's what We matters. lost to a team that scored 12 points. Fleck bucks. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, and yes, uh, as Jordan is saying, if you forgot, a month ago... Mm. We found out Brian Ferentz will not be retained. So he's been a dead man walking for hey, over a month. Oregon State coaching candidate. Come on. Don't do that. Okay, that, that, was, that was That, that was, was low. Mean. I'm sorry. I was just there for the you don't jokes. Mean I don't that. mean I don't they, mean dude, it. it's not the day for jokes. I don't mean that. It's not the day for jokes. Oh, that's the best day for jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing at the funeral is the best is, so the, is the best cure for the eels. You know, that's not the way we want to end it. We want to end it on on a high note. Huh? Well, the over will probably hit in the Blazers-Pacers game, so tune in that. Hey, there's, there's something to bet on. There you go. All right, that'll do it for us on this Monday. Tuesday, we got a lot of uh, football that we need to get to because we got a lot of NFL and uh, some still college stuff because we got to start looking at the Pac-12 championship game coming up this Indeed. Friday. Up next, you got four hours of power, primetime with Isaac and Souk from their mouths to your ears right here on The Fan. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.